Thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 145. Those lips that love's own hand did make breathe forth the sound that said I hate to me that languished for her sake. But when she saw my woeful state, straight in her heart did mercy come, chiding that tongue that, ever sweet, was used in giving gentle doom and taught it thus anew to greet. I hate, she altered with an end that followed it as gentle day doth follow night, who, like a fiend from heaven to hell, is flown away. I hate, from hate away she threw, and saved my life, saying, not you. That was Sonnet 145 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I am Mark Chatterley, and I am joined, as always, by a very jolly... Jolly? Well, okay, Jerry Hills. Yeah, you are a bit jolly. <laughs> you suddenly turned into, like, a claymation, Thierry, who, who plods along and sings. That, that's that that's kind of terrifying. They should have done the claymation community episode while it was still good. That yeah. Would have been good. Yeah, oh, I can't no. even stand it now. <laughs> <clears throat> There's been the odd good episode in the new series. Yeah, I don't know. I had to force myself through the last one. Oh, I haven't. I haven't got. I haven't got that far yet. It it, it is so bad. You just. I don't There's know. It couple... just kind of looks like like. Dan Harmon vomited on a piece of paper. <laughs> I went there. There. I'm wondering if he's now suffering from the same thing that I think Moffat suffers from, which is he's not editing his own work. He's under the illusion that everything he writes is gold. And I think that's affected Joss Whedon a little bit as well. Um, when you start seeing some of the newer stuff like S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't Joss Whedon at his best. Well, S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, he only wrote the pilot for that. True, but even the pilot wasn't brilliant. Yeah, no, I didn't. I don't. I made it three episodes in, and I just kind of went, "This is this has gone from maybe average to just abysmal." <laughs> it's. I, I watch and, it for for laughs now because they introduce new concepts and new things and totally change the way they react to certain characters. And oh, it's brilliant. It's it's. If you want to study bad writing, Agents of Shield is one of the things you should be watching. I don't. I, I. The only way that show is because the ratings been dropping just constantly. It's just the viewers just been crushing. The only way that show is going to get remade if, if it's Marvel just going to go. Here's another hundred million. We're going to make that back on the next Avengers anyway. So, <laughs> the, uh, ABC is never going to throw money at that. No, I wouldn't. Because even I, as part of choice. the franchise, it's not making any. It's it's just gone. I'm surprised they haven't cancelled it yet so far. And and it's interesting. I mean, if you look at the people who are writing it, they're they're people who have cut their teeth on some very good shows. But again, I wonder if their writing has been tempered by other people. So it, it's uh, M- Melissa Ta T word that I can never say, and Jed Whedon as well. And I wonder on the shows that they've written before whether they were being edited by Joss Whedon quite a lot because their writing in these episodes and Jane Jane Epperson as well. I think she's written a few. The, the the writing level doesn't match up to the writing level on other projects. So either they're phoning it in or they're not getting the editorial support they usually have, in my opinion. Anyway, that has nothing to do with Sonic <coughs> 145. Uh, 
it has everything to do with Sonnet 145 because Shakespeare's just kind of let himself go from the iambic pantometer here. He's yeah, just yeah. given that up. I think in this yeah. case it's on purpose because there is still a meter to it. He, he, he changed to an iambic tetrameter. So, so it is still very regular in itself. Do you want to explain that to people? It basically went from, well, it's also called an octosyllabic verse. So it went into eight syllables per line. Instead of the, but, no, I can't do beats. Dum 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 dum. Yeah, so it's yeah, eight eight beats, <clears throat> but it makes it sound a bit more like a nursery rhyme. It, it's really interesting. This one sounds quite childish in comparison to the other sonnets because of that meter. Well, that's what they were used for for more the kind of comic um, verse rather than the serious topics that Shakespeare has been writing about so far in his series. Are limericks then? Are they? Are they octoverse? I am really bad. I hate limericks. I met it's one a of man the from um, poetic forms Kentucky. I can't really. Yeah, I met a man from Nantucket. Yeah, it's all eight syllables. Yeah, those lips that with love's own hand did make breathe forth the sound that said, "I hate." And it does, and it makes you read it. It's it's actually stronger. It's it's a stronger meter than iambic pentameter. Iambic pentameter, you can kind of just read naturally. It's probably the the structure that's most uh, most equivalent to how we normally speak, um, if that can be made as a condition. Whereas this is a very it forces you to start reading it in a kind of Well you have every single syllable you kind of find yourself pronouncing those lips that love's own hand did make breathed forth the sound that said I hate it you can't every single syllable in this you have to um pronounce why are you laughing? I just, I don't know. You just kind of looked like you were whistling in the air. <laughs> and there was fluff flying around and I blew mm. it away. That was, that was why I was being attacked by fluff. Um, <laughs> don't, I don't, I don't live in a dirty, dusty room, honestly. No, I thought maybe it was a fly that was just kind of annoying you. It just looked weird because I have you in the corner of my screen, just kind of tiny and you just went, Whoosh. what was that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to distract you. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's a weird sonnet in that it doesn't fit with any of the other sonnets in terms of its meter. Which I I wonder then, was it written at the same time as the others, or was it put in earlier or later? Or because we've we've come across that we had a sonnet uh, maybe four or five sonnets ago, which was essentially a rehashing of an older sonnet that he had written. Well, so I wonder if this is another old sonnet he's stuffed in. From um. From what I've read about this one ahead of time. I haven't read the sonnet. I just read about the sonnet. Because that's how I okay. roll. It, um, there, there is a theory that he wrote this in 18... Um, uh, not 18. 1582. Just after he... Uh, he um, was contracted to marry Anne Hathaway. So he would have only uh... been... 18? Okay. Late teens, early... Twenty. That one. When was he born? I don't know. Sixty. I think he was eighteen. Let's stick with that. He was eighteen apparently when he wrote this, and then just kind of shoe haunted in. Because there's, there's, isn't? Was it in this sonnet or another one of the sonnets? I'm sure he references Anne Hathaway 
before by using the word hate to to sort of coin on her name Hathaway and there was hate away or something along those lines does that make any sense I'm sure we come across her yeah uh, I'm not, it, I don't it, I can't remember if we've mentioned it I hate from hate away she threw and saved my life saying not you so yeah. hate away is hate the last. away as in Hathaway and I've yeah. heard, I'm sure I've heard that before whether it was in another sonnet we've done or whether that's and, uh, uh, remnant from one of my very early uh, literature <coughs> lessons hidden away in my head but so Anne Hathaway well the being, entire couplet from hate away she threw and saved my life saying not you yes so Anne Hathaway was it was his wife who, who was he his had wife. children with not not the one from Les Miserables not no. that one not that one. Different one. We don't know. We must know what she looked like, though. But she probably didn't There's look like the one. There's probably paintings. From... Yeah. Um, no. Well, just even looking at the paintings, people back then just all looked ugly, mainly for the style they were painted in. Like round... Well, either, either really round faces or just really thin, elongated faces and just tiny mouths and... and fairly unrealistic yeah. proportions on the face it it was their equivalent of what we do now with photoshop and billboards if you if you get a picture of yeah. uh, the model and then a before and after it's been touched up it's it's yeah they they just painted the best because the painters had to please their clients so yeah we remove this blemish and we make you have a slightly longer neck which is more elegant and do you think 500 years from now, just archaeologists are going to find the billboards from 2010 with David Cameron on the airbrushed face of Doom? <laughs> and that, then just oh, this think that's what election. he actually looks like. He had an incredibly smooth face. It was in the, yeah in the last election. He had massive billboards, weren't they? With the slogan yeah, that said, yeah. and that then just, I will do. I'll reduce the bu- uh, deficit, not the NHS. And then he gets into power, and the first thing he does is reduce the NHS and largen um, the, the deficit. But in in doing so, it, it was the the image of his face was so computer rendered and so photoshopped. Yeah, it didn't even look like it ever actually was a human face. It looked completely CGI. It's just that and, and uncanny was, valley. Yeah. How that ever got past a kind of approval committee. How they didn't look at that and go, we've created a monster. Was, That's the Tories. They probably looked at it and went, we've created a monster. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> can we can we hire one of those 3G projectors to constantly project <laughs> it on top of his normal face? Oh, God. I'll just have 3D projectors around the country and just project David Cameron everywhere. Just on public <laughs> plate. Just just every plaza and public square. Just have a, a five meter David, David Cameron. Cameron. That would be terrifying. I don't like that idea. Uh, um, so what do you think of the sonnet in general? I barely... I, I don't really know what he's trying to do with this. Because it does very much just feel like he just went, I need another sonnet. I have another sonnet lying here from 20 years ago. I'm just going to put that one in. It doesn't really... It it doesn't feel like it would fit with the rest of the Dark Lady sonnets. No, because this one's about... 
him it's about another woman entirely. <laughs> yeah, when there is that because in this he seems to be upset that the dark lady who he's supposed to be addressing in this is is saying I hate and prefer I guess what he's assuming is the next word is going to be you. But we've just had a run of sonnets where he's been going why do you make me love you? Stop it. Why did and uh, so this should be the outcome he wants. But yeah, but it's not, which is is really bizarre, and and I don't quite get how it fits the flow that we've been in. It seems really out of place. <coughs> I like it as a sonnet, though. Yeah, as as a sonnet for break, it breaking one of the rules, though. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I find it hard to analyse just because it's entirely out of context. Yes. And it doesn't it really doesn't go into the context we have. I, I don't really know why he thought it was a good idea to put it in. <laughs> Maybe his wife just kinda of went, You write a lot about with this other woman and he went, No, no, it's all really about you. It's it's always been about you, dear. Look, I'll show you, I'll put in uh, at the end. No one will get to this point anyway. No, no one's going to read that far. No one likes sonnets this much, so I'll just slot it in at the end. It'll be fine. But what? What? I imagine I can. But but it doesn't match. I am a bit bent amateur. Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> no one will notice. I'm Shakespeare. I, maybe maybe this should be read as those lips that love's own hand did make did um, breathe forth the sound that said <laughs> I hate did um, just to add them in at the end. <laughs> that would be brilliant. <laughs> just to make it fit, I, I can't. You just, just, just the original version somewhere. The manuscript just had like the lines at the end. Just went with a signs to uh, to do the sound. <laughs> <laughs> Report the sound. I that I said I hate. I actually quite like that to be that language for her sake. <laughs> <laughs> when she saw my woeful state, it makes it sound a bit more uh, military. It's almost like let's march. We're marching on yeah. to war. That yeah, might be because I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones at the moment. Oh, I love Game of Thrones. Um, uh, let's, <clears throat> let's not go into a Game of Thrones discussion. I have. I've watched five episodes, and, and no, no, it's not for me. No, I don't like fantasy. Nor do I. But this really isn't. It's more politics than fantasy. Yeah. To be honest, I don't know I might try it again when I have time and run out of other good shows. Yeah, when you got time, run out of other good shows and fancy seeing stupidly larger numbers of boobs. Watch that. Yeah, that just the, the episodes I saw just felt like porn with a bit more of a plot. Yeah, it, it it starts off a bit like that. It's a bit, but it gets a bit better and then a bit worse and then a bit better. So, um, I. Uh... I don't know what to say. It's a really basic sonnet. It's a really basic poem. There's no hidden meaning here. It's basically, you said the words I hate and then finished them with not you because you saw I got upset and thought you were talking about how you hate me. It's basically how this sonnet goes. Hmm. I just... I quite like... I don't know. It it almost feels lazy just to kind of put an old poem in yeah yeah i agree. I mean he, he there's like nine left just write another damn sonnet 
Yeah. Or may, right, just just have 153. Just have one less. It, yeah. It, it, I quite like the um, the metaphor that um, uh, oh, where is it about the day and the night. Um, I hate she altered with an end that followed it as gentle day to follow night. I like that that night is dark and horrid, but it was always followed by a gentle day. I quite like that. It's not quite as deep as a lot of his metaphors. Yeah, it's very simplistic. Well, if if the theory that he wrote it at 18 is right, then, I mean, he would have been... Well, not, not it wouldn't have been his first work, I wouldn't say. But it would be very, very early on. It's like going back and reading your first year university stuff and just going, oh my god... How how did how did the lecturer just not scratch out his and my eyeballs when reading that? <laughs> what have you done? Ah, ah, blood everywhere. You shouldn't be allowed to do poetry. In fact, some of my lecturers said that to me. <laughs> they should have said that to me. They didn't. I'm not very. Yeah, there wasn't enough brutal comment. <laughs> like even well, even you had a piece that was just incredibly bad. You'd just well, unless it was Tony Curtis, who was very good at, at just saying what he thought of a piece. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about him with while being recorded. That's not a good idea. But it was very much my experience at university was very much just in general people being nice. Yeah, yeah, it it changed in my in my because we did a very similar course for people listening, and uh, mine was a pure creative writing degree, and I think yours was English studies. Yeah, I had lit- yeah, I had literature and linguistics as well. So, uh, but the the creative writing part was literally you were meant to do all the reading before class and come forward and give opinions, critical opinions on it. And what actually happened was no one did the reading before class, so everyone spent the first hour reading everything really quickly which means they didn't analyze it and then giving yeah it was all right and as feedback and it's like that's not what you're meant to be doing (sighs) annoying yeah but ah well that's what shakespeare needed with this he needed someone to just go you've missed out two syllables on every line it's a bit simplistic and your metaphors don't really work yeah and then he would have gone i'm shakespeare bitch yeah that's at nineteen, in in <laughs> his nine, yeah. rebellious Shakespeare phase. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I know uh, poetry. Yeah, I know how to do them words. Don't 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 mess with me. It's only ten o'clock this morning. I've already knocked out two plays. <laughs> I've named a character after you. They die. <laughs> yeah, that, that would so be awesome. Um, I think you should read us out because we're 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 not really <laughs> contributing no, anything no. to this discussion anymore. We're being bad. I have to get the dum out of my head now. <laughs> Not reading. Yeah, don't read the dums in. Leave the dums out. Sonnet one four five. Those lips that love's own hand did make breathed forth the sound that said, "I hate." To me that languished for her sake, but when she saw my woeful state, straight in her heart did mercy come, chiding that tongue that ever sweet was used in giving gentle doom, and taught it thus anew to it's very hard to read (laughs) because it doesn't follow the same pattern you're used to it's quite hard to read and taught it thus anew to greed i hate she altered with an end that followed it as gentle day doth follow night who like a fiend from heaven to hell is flown away 
I hate from hate away she threw and saved my life saying not you. Oh, that's very lovely. That was sonnet 145 of Shakespeare's sonnets. 145, blimey. Uh, I am Mark Chasley, and you have been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets. I, I am on Twitter. This isn't my usual ending speech. I've thrown myself off completely. <laughs> da dum. Um, <laughs> I am Mark Chasley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I am Jerry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we are also on Facebook, although I'm thinking of moving away from Facebook because it's pants. We're on Google Plus. We're on Tumblr posted this amazing thing on tumblr the other day about reading words on very small screens it was brilliant you can read it up to about 500 words per minute and still analyze oh is that the uh, the sprint yeah absolutely yeah. stunning so have a look on tumblr for that it's really really clever um but until next time we shall see you for sonnet 146 goodbye bye-bye You've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.